On today's episode, we are talking about cholesterol and we're taking a little bit of a deep dive into low cholesterol. Many people don't realize that low cholesterol is detrimental to the body and that there are reasons for this. And cholesterol is so commensal to the body. There are definitely side effects and impacts on the body when cholesterol is falling too low. We also give you the optimal ranges from a functional perspective. So take a deep dive in and please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share the show. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Hopefully everyone is having a fantastic July 4th weekend. Yes, yes. All the are. shenanigans. Yeah. I uh we are gonna be in Michigan, which is always an interesting time. I was thinking about last year in Michigan. I was actually doing 75 hard when we were there last year. So it'll be probably a little bit different this year. I also remember vividly because last year was right before I got my um, carpal tunnel surgery. Oh, yeah. And I was sleeping horribly. And so it was awful because um, my hand would go in like tons of pain, nerve pain at night. Yeah. So you weren't like, I remember when we went to Women in Business, you were like slapping your hand, like yeah, you didn't wake up. It's, it's horrible. Anyone that's yeah. had nerve pain knows like there's no pain like nerve pain. It's insane. I would be up for like three hours in the middle of the night just trying to get my hand back to a normal feeling. It's so bad. But had the surgery. Things are going great. Um, so there's, there's definitely good things for conventional medicine. Oh yeah, they help us a lot. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, but I think it'll be fun. I'm excited. Carson's recovering right now. So I'm hoping by then he'll be like fully back to normal. I actually read a statistic. Apparently their throats don't fully heal until like a year after the surgery. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. He had a tonsillectomy. Yeah. He had tonsillectomy and adenoidectomy, which I think is more painful than just the tonsils Mm -hmm. from what I've understood, even though the adenoids apparently have like no nerve. She was saying there's like no nerve ending or something. Um, He's struggling. I feel so bad. My child is like my husband though. When they get in pain, my husband gets angry Mm. and like, I can see that. Irritate, irritated. I remember he, so I don't know how this happened, but one year before the kids, he somehow got like little pieces of scrap metal <gasps> underneath his eyelid. Oh my God. And so it was like scratching his cornea every time he would close his eye. And we didn't know what was going on. Luckily he got to like an ophthalmologist that day. But I remember him like throwing things in the basement and I was upstairs. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> and that's Carson like thrashes, he kicks, he screams like, I feel so bad. Yeah. Oh. But anyways, hopefully yeah. by Fourth of July, he has things will be better. Things will be better. Otherwise, you gotta load him up <sighs> with the pain meds. It sucks. It sucks, yeah. man. I know. So. Beck has been telling me like the nighttime waking is terrible. When Marcus had some, he's had a few surgeries. Uh, like every three hours, wake up. It felt like breastfeeding again, right? Mm-hmm. So where you just like set the alarm. Midnight, three a.m. I know. That's like, I'm like, I'd almost rather risk it and hope that he sleeps through the night and just wakes up and we can deal with it then. But like the past couple of nights, he's woken up at 2 a.m. And he's in so much pain. The hardest part is like, you know, one of the things that we always thought is like, you want to stay ahead of it so that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not trying to then like be reactive with getting him out of pain. So anyways, yeah, we have a weird weekend schedule. We're not 100% positive. We're looking at camping, but we have a Sunday event and a Tuesday event. 
which as much as I love both of the individuals that we're going to be going to their events mm-hmm. for Sunday and Tuesday, I would really like to have like four nights away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so hope you all are having a great weekend. We are talking about cholesterol today. And contrary to popular belief, cholesterol is really, really important. And low cholesterol is just as damaging, if not more damaging actually to the body in terms of things that it can cause. So that's what we're going to dive into today because it plays so many important roles. Your body produces the majority of your cholesterol. So if you go to your doctor and you have high cholesterol, they're going to tell you a couple things. Well, you should remove red meat, don't eat eggs, right? All of these foods that have a little bit more cholesterol. Your body creates cholesterol. Your brain is fueling, 25% of your brain is cholesterol. It's pretty freaking important. Um, and it's found in every single cell of the body. And we're going to talk today what the ranges are in terms of age, total cholesterol. We're going to dive into you know your HDL, LDL, all of those things. But we're also going to talk about if you have low cholesterol, low triglycerides, what that can mean. Um, because this does leave us at a higher risk of things like oxidative stress, cancer, low vitamin D, um, hyperthyroidism, you know, autoimmunity, a variety of things. So that's what we're going to dive in today. So cholesterol is not the enemy. If you take anything away from today, you need good balanced cholesterol levels. And the conventional, and we'll talk about ranges in a little bit, but we work with a lot of women in menopause years because of the shift of hormones, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk through, it can be very normal to have higher levels of cholesterol too. Yeah. So we will focus on both higher and lower according to, you know, conventional ranges today. Um, because unfortunately the, the, the idea in conventional medicine is to basically cholesterol as low as we like, keep it as low as you can. There is no flag for Mm -hmm. cholesterol in the fifties. Yeah. And there should be. Yeah. So, yep. And you know, there's a lot of research around this. We can link some things uh, out in the show notes, or you can just do a simple Google search. There's a lot of doctors. I was watching a video today. Um, you know, he was talking about, and what we're going to talk about is below 120 for your total cholesterol. This is where things really can be damaging and go south. Things like cataracts, even he was sharing. Um, so that's what we're going to dive into today. So let's understand first and foremost, um, why cholesterol is so important. As I mentioned, it is a steroid found in every single cell of the body. So it's a critical component of your cell membranes. So it will control your fluidity within the membranes. It also functions as a natural cell membrane protector. Um, And then, you know, when we think about the myelin sheath, this is the insulating fatty layer that surrounds the axon of your nerve cells. Okay. So that's an essential part for proper functioning of your nervous system. And it's derived from cholesterol. You need bile salts. Without enough cholesterol, we're not producing enough bile salts, which helps us emulsify, digest, and absorb things like fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, K1, K2, antioxidants. Um, You know, we think about elimination of toxins and bacteria because bile is one of the most important fluids in the body for proper detoxification. Bile salts are made of cholesterol. So we often see for people with really low cholesterol, actually that they're more constipated or they have these fatty stools, these floaters, if you will. Um, And that tells us very clearly there's malabsorption of nutrients. Yep. We see this a lot with females that are competitors or ex-athletes or people that overtrain or undereat because 
you are basically one, if you are overtraining, you're not giving your body, most people are not giving their body adequate nutrition to maintain mm -hmm. healthy cholesterol levels um, because you obviously get some cholesterol from diet, uh, but your body has to be able to make it. If your body doesn't have the resources in terms of nutrition to make it, it won't be able to. Um, and so we see a lot of times, like Liz was saying, females that are competitors that are um, bodybuilding competitors or, you know, ex-athletes or people that just work out way too much, they tend to fare on the side of constipation. Um, mm -hmm. Not all of them, but most of them. Uh, well, and then you think about, so your chronic dieters, yep. right? So another reason why we would have low cholesterol, we'll talk about more here in a few minutes, is a low fat diet, mm -hmm. right? So thinking about the era of the 90s, everything was low fat, fat free, right? And so when you also look at someone who's in a cut or a deficit, I've seen fat recommended at as little as 30 grams a day. We believe for female health, which we're going to talk about here in terms of our hormones, no less than 50, 45 to 50 is like really that bottom Maintain line. Maintain wise. We may put someone low for a period of time in terms of a cut. Like I mm -hmm. will cycle people sometimes low, sure, but it is not long I'm talking about your, chron so your totally. chronic dieters, right? Yeah. Weight watchers. I know for me when I did weight watchers, I wasn't eating fats because it was too many calories. It was yep. too many points. I yep. was eating all of the fat-free cottage cheese, you know, <laughs> low fat mayo, whatever oh, yeah. it was. Um, and so a low fat or a vegetarian diet can also be a reason why we end up with low cholesterol because again, you're just not consuming it. Yep. And eventually your body will downregulate the response to that. Yep. So how does that impact hormones? Yeah. So cholesterol is the precursor. If you remember our episode about the hormone cascade, cholesterol is the beginning of all hormones. So it basically is a ladder. It goes cholesterol into pregnenolone. Pregnenolone is kind of the master hormone uh, that then all of your other hormones stem from. So if you do not have cholesterol, you do not have pregnenolone, and then you do not have hormone levels. So it is all of our reproductive hormones, many of the key adrenal hormones. So again, we often see people that are overstressed, low adrenal output, low blood pressure, low heart rate, they are the ones that I often also see low cholesterol with too. Um, and it's also required for vitamin D synthesis. Uh, it acts as an antioxidant in uh, many free radical scavenging properties. So your body has oxidative stress. It needs to be repaired. Antioxidants are necessary for that. So importantly, when cholesterol is oxidized, it's a whole different story. In an oxidized form, cholesterol acts as pro-oxidant and creates free radicals. So oxidized cholesterol is extremely damaging. So this is what you think of standard American diet and lifestyle. Not active, super stressed, not sleeping enough, drinking alcohol, doing all the things that drive up oxidative stress, and then also not having a healthy cholesterol level. And that is when cholesterol can become damaging. Of course it can. There's a reason that cholesterol is a concern in medical world. Um, but that is more of the sad diet and yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. So if you guys listen to the episode that we did with um, Dr. Wolfson, the paleocardiologist, he takes a deep dive into this yep. because what he's debunking is what, you know, many of the conventional medicine doctors fear monger people with in terms of cardiovascular risk. So research shows us that total cholesterol is actually not a predictor of cardiovascular risk. In the medical model, right, they look at LDL in terms of predictors for heart disease. But the literature shows, so this is confusing, right? Like why would the medical model not follow the research? Who knows? The literature shows that both total cholesterol and LDL are poor predictors of cardiovascular risk. So ultimately when you see your total cholesterol elevated, the question needs to be, 
why. We don't want to force down your cholesterol levels. We want to get to the root cause to understand why the body is creating cholesterol. Why is it elevated to begin with? And then look at it in conjunction with the rest of the cardiovascular picture. Okay, so this is going to include other lipid markers, inflammation levels, HSCRP, especially. Um, We're also going to look at your liver enzymes, ALT, AST, things like that. Your homocysteine marker to see how you're methylating and detoxifying, getting into a parasympathetic state your fibrinogen levels. Um, We also want to look at GGT. There's several other things that we want want to look at here beyond just your cholesterol to HDL ratio, for example. Um, You know, we want to see a really solid picture and then understand too, if we're looking at other blood work, let's say your blood counts or your complete metabolic panel, What's happening with blood sugar levels? What's happening with insulin? What's happening with your blood count and your lymphocytes and your uh, monocytes and things like that? Is there some sort of activation here or elevation because of an active bacteria or pathogen? You know, it could be viral, uh, it could be parasitic, it could be fungal, it could be a variety of things. Is the body trying to upregulate to clear things out? What's the reason? Conventional medicine doesn't ask that, right? They just want to force it down and force it down. And so if you are somebody who is on a statin, I'm also going to link out the show that we did. It's probably been over a year now uh, explaining statins and how they don't actually work the way that you think that they work. And we talked about the book Metabolical. Highly recommend listening to that book. The doctor shares there more in depth what we discussed on that podcast episode about the particle sizes, how you want your fluffy particle sizes. Conventional medicine doesn't want them fluffy. You want them nice and fluffy. Um, And, you know, when you're on a statin, it doesn't actually increase the length of your life. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things to look at here. So let's think about why the body creates cholesterol and where does it create it? Yeah. So most of the cholesterol is made by the body itself, like we talked about. Um, It's in the liver, it's in the intestines, the ovaries, the muscles, the adrenals, the placenta, the skin. Every single cell in the body has the capability to produce cholesterol. And we make about 60 to 80% of our own cholesterol. The rest comes from diet and intestinal absorption. So again, always, you know, coming back to the gut, if the gut's not in a good place, you are not going to be absorbing adequate levels of cholesterol, which can mess with them. So when our dietary intake increases, our body's production decreases. So it's, a, you know, vice versa. It's a yin and a yang, but your body's always going to be the major producer of it. Um, so clinically, this basically means that focusing exclusively on dietary cl- consumption of cholesterol will have minimal impact on serum levels as the body will simply increase production if you remove production. So another reason why the recommendation of remove red meat and remove eggs, which is obscene in, its, in and of itself. It's not going to be helpful because your body's just going to increase production if you take away certain cholesterol things. Um, so low cholesterol, which is what we talked about initially, can also be a concern. The conventional medical paradigm does not look at most levels of cholesterol as too low. You will never see a cholesterol level flagged low. Lab ranges go all the way down to 100. So we consider under 120 to be concerning. Um, we actually like 170 
to 270 for people under the age of 60. If you are over the age of 60, 200 to 300 for total cholesterol, um, or sometimes it's abbreviated TC is what we like to look at. Um, if you're looking at triglycerides, triglycerides are another thing I don't like seeing super low. We, we like them between 50 and 100. Um, I know many women that we get blood work on, their cholesterol or their total triglycerides are somewhere in the range of like 30 to 40. Uh, again, this is another indicator. Your body is not getting adequate dietary fat. You are under eating of some nature. Your body's super stressed. Um, and then we like to look at HDL and LDL, obviously. Uh, LDL, you know, 40 to 120, um, 120 to 170 if you're over the age of 60. And HDL is kind of standard across the board. You want between 65 and 85. So cholesterol is extremely important. We've talked about this, which is why low levels there are risk factors. Mm -hmm. These are not discussed, but they need to be discussed because again, I think that we are in a very, you know, sure, there's a large part of the population that's just eating like assholes and not very healthy. You're probably not listening to our podcast. The people that do listen to our podcast are often people that are, you know, overtrained, underfed, chronic dieters, dealing with a lot of symptoms of that. Um, you are more likely to have, be the ones that have low cholesterol levels. Uh, and you know, when total cholesterol is low, some things you need to worry about, weakened cellular membranes. So the cell membrane is made of fat. It is a lipid layer. And so if you do not have adequate levels of fats in your diet, your lipid layer becomes more susceptible to heavy metal, chemical toxicity, because the cell membrane loses its integrity. So now you had something that was really, you know, if you think about lipids in water, they have a really strong structure, right? Mm -hmm. If that starts to become more water-like, it's a lot easier for things to pass through it. So it's, you know, less about exposure than it is about the terrain susceptibility. We talk about this concept a lot in functional health. There are plenty, a lot of people worry about mold. They worry about, you know, bacteria. They worry about all the toxins and chemicals and all of that. Yes, you can worry about those things. But what you more so need to worry about is the strength and resiliency of your body because your body is the one that has to deal with it. You cannot avoid everything. So you need to then focus on what can I do to make my body more resilient. Yeah. And this is where I often say, like, you want to be a defensive host. You want to be able to just handle these things. So whether it's, you know, low stomach acid when we're looking at the gut or it's poor bioflow, um, you know, one big thing with low cholesterol is actually fatty liver. A lot of people think that it's high cholesterol. Fatty liver can be just as much, if not more, actually with low cholesterol. And low cholesterol actually places a total greater risk of having a stroke. So again, if you're low, you need to be asking why? Because as Becca's talking about, if you're a weakened host, you're more susceptible to things passing through. Then you're at a higher rate or risk of, you know, more toxicity from heavy metals or chemical toxicities because we've lost that cell mem membrane integrity. Um, again, we've mentioned, you know, it's important for vitamin D, right? Um, when cholesterol is low, it also impairs uh, the production of steroid hormones. So you might also have low testosterone. Again, we've already covered it is uh, the precursor to all hormones. But then we also think about the brain. So as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, your brain is 25% cholesterol. So your body makes it and it needs it to protect the neurons in your brain. And so low cholesterol has been linked with early onset dementia, memory loss, mood swings, depression, and anxiety as well because it impacts our neurotransmitters. Um, it can also impact and inhibit the production of serotonin. And that plays a big role. Serotonin plays a big role with your mood, your sleep, your digestion, feeling nauseous, wound healing, bone health, blood clotting, sexual desire, as well as testosterone, right? And so when we think about also serotonin, 
and parasites, we often see a lot of people have different shifts around the full moon because parasites are feeding off the serotonin. I'm not saying, you know, that you have a parasite, but that's something to look into. If you feel like, man, I'm eating a good robust diet with a lot of good omega threes. My digestion seems to be pretty good, but my triglycerides aren't coming up. Maybe you're also supporting your body, which we'll talk about supplementally and things aren't, you know, shifting. Then you may want to consider, you know, potentially parasites, um, because they can steal your serotonin. Other dangers, as I mentioned earlier, cataracts, Lack of bile, again, cholesterol is what produces bile salts that can lead to fatty stools or constipation because bile also lubricates your colon. Um, it can lead to intellectual disability. And actually, the, the doctor that I was listening to earlier was talking about, you know, um, failure to thrive and, you know, not being able to function and remember things. And, you know, all of that comes back to, again, the brain, um, higher risk of cancer and a lowered immune system. And then last but not least is what we often see is hyperthyroidism can be associated with low cholesterol levels. So what do we consider here when cholesterol is low? And again, how low is too low? When we're talking about HDL, we're talking about 50 or below is too low. Dangerously low, total cholesterol 120 or below. Mm -hmm. Right. So yep. Becca gave you the optimal ranges. We can put them in the show notes as well for you. And these are functional right? These are not the conventional ranges because they're not going to flag you too low. Even their triglyceride marker is much broader um, in terms of triglycerides. Conventional medicine says, okay, zero to 149 is kind of their range. Whereas we're looking at triglycerides, we wanted to see you like 50 to 100. So again, it's just a much tighter range here. So you might want to pull out your recent lab work and compare um, and identify what's high, what's low and address those things. Yeah. So what we want to address is obviously oxidative stress and free radical activity. If someone's dealing with a lot of inflammation, if someone's dealing with a lot of internal stress, their body seems very irritated, um, joint pain, muscle aches, not sleeping well, uh, you know, lots of anxiety or mood disorders. Those can be a lot of indications of oxidative stress, um, liver bilary dysfunction. So there's an inability to break down and absorb dietary fats often. Um, so the liver plays a really large role in this and cholesterol is important to that process. Uh, and remember that the liver is one of the key sites in the body for making cholesterol. If its function is impaired, the body will not make sufficient cholesterol. Low fat or vegetarian diet. Um, so when fat intake is really low, the body isn't able to keep pace with necessary cholesterol needs. Thyroid hyperfunction, this can occur when cholesterol is low due to excessive utilization of fatty acids by kind of like an expedited metabolism that happens for a period of time with hyperthyroidism. And then adrenal hyperfunction. Um, so this is akin to thyroid hyperfunction. Basically, when your adrenal is when your adrenal state is in the hyper situation, meaning you're like out of your mind type anxious and your adrenals are overproducing because that's usually a period of time before they start to be burned out and you feel complete exhaustion, um, that will cause a faster metabolism for a period of time. This is usually the situation where a lot of times people will be dealing with tons and tons of stress, but they're quote unquote like keeping up with it. Um, and that's because your body's able to keep up with it. Can't forever though. And so usually that period of time where you feel, you know, like you are doing okay, your body is not changing, you're not gaining weight, you're not, you know, seeing negative effects of it per se, other than just being super freaking stressed, eventually the body is going to have to adapt. And it is going to, because if you just continuously produce extremely high levels of cortisol, you will end up as an inflamed mess and it would probably kill you. And so the body has ways that it deactivates cortisol, it lowers inflammation, um, and when this is going on, though, your body burns through lipids faster. So we see a lot of times that really, really stressed out female 
they will have lower triglycerides and cholesterol as well. Um, and then statin drugs, obviously lower cholesterol. Um, some other conditions that can be associated with low cholesterol are severe liver disease. If someone's had severe burns, that can cause it because the body's trying to create new cells. So it's going to basically be using it at a much higher level. Um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder uh, and mega, megaloblastic anemia, which is basically a type of anemia that is uh, very large red blood cells um, and the inner contents of each cell are not completely developed. So there's like a malformation, malformation that produces, not very common, obviously. Um, so if you have low cholesterol, low triglycerides, what can you do? What can be done for that? You know, one, liver loving foods. So think bitter foods. Um, you know, I think of like, uh, bitter greens are great for this. Mm -hmm. Beets are great. Uh, Jerusalem artichokes are great. Uh, apple cider vinegar, all of those things are great for the liver. Um, bitters and enzymes to support bile production. So digestive bitters are something that you can utilize, uh, digestive enzymes with a little bit of ox bile in them. You can utilize, um, bile min is a great product as well that can help with bile production. And for a lot of people, you need to evaluate like, why are you low cholesterol? What, mm -hmm. what about your lifestyle has driven the body here? Because it, it is not common without having something external going on, under eating, overtraining, chronic stress, the body just can't keep up. Um, and that's a sign of lack of resources. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to look at the whole picture too, right? We're just talking about cholesterol. We're going to look at, you know, low triglycerides as well, but we also want to look at the balance of your LDL and your HDL. So in the previous episode, we talked about LDL kind of being viewed as an inflammatory marker because it's cholesterol leaving the liver. It's going out to patch something up in the body. It's responding to something. Um, and then it should be utilized, recycled, and returned home in the form of HDL. So you want to make sure that your HDL is really good as well, because if your LDL is extremely high and your HDL is really low, things aren't being patched up and it's not coming home to the liver. So those definitely uh, matter as well. So the balance here, um, obviously we'd want to look at your other markers, as we mentioned, in terms of your ALT, your AST. But when we look at triglycerides, there can be also several reasons for having low triglycerides. First and foremost is low stomach acid. Okay. So triglycerides, right? It, it's, it's fat. It's made up of the dietary fats that we are consuming. So if you're not breaking things down, you're not absorbing these dietary fats or you're not consuming them, um, you can obviously see low triglycerides. Liver or biliary dysfunction. So if your bile is either insufficient or it's sluggish, so it's become very like peanut butter-like rather than fluid-like, Again, that's going to impact a lot of things uh, digestively and also for detoxification. Um, again, excessive exercise, hyperthyroidism, we just mentioned autoimmune disorders. Often um, we see this with low triglycerides or normal, um, low or normal cholesterol, excuse me, adrenal hyperfunction, and then your inability to absorb fats, uh, as we mentioned. And then very low triglycerides can also indicate the presence of malnutrition or another chronic disease. Autoimmune usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like we said, you need to be eating enough fat. If you do not have enough dietary fat, your body doesn't have the resources to make the adequate cholesterol. And then you're also not getting it from your diet. So now you're double whammying your body yep. and it, it's going to struggle. Like you guys, our bodies are amazing, amazing, complex, beautifully intricate systems, but they are only what we give them, which is why nutrition and supplementation is so important because you cannot live the life of just being like, oh, my body will figure it out. 
this alcohol, mm -hmm. this, you know, exercising seven days a week, going on a different diet and starving my body twice a year, like, uh, my body will be fine. No, it won't. You're probably feeling it. You're probably feeling awful from it. And so the body has to compensate. It's brilliant. It will adapt. It will compensate. It will figure out any way to keep you alive. But then that leaves you feeling awful. And so you need to be the best advocate for your body because it is essentially what you give it in terms of what you feed it mentally, what you feed it physically, what you feed it emotionally, spiritually. And so in terms of food, you want this to come from good fat sources. Think avocado, olives, olive oil, animal proteins in some amounts. Um, we don't use a ton of really high fat animal proteins because for most people, they are very high stress, high inflammation. And in those situations, tons of red meat and saturated fat can be more damaging. And so like, I appreciate that world of high fat and grass fed beef and butter and all of that. But if someone's not healthy to begin with, that's just going to make things worse. So we minimize it. Um, I think that it should be there in some amounts because they're very nutrient dense, but you need to be, you need to be in a good spot for your body to be able to utilize it properly. Um, flaxseed, chia seed, Eggs, salmon are all great sources um, to be including regularly. This is why we love, you know, in our flush process and our feed process, which we'll be doing a podcast on soon, um, you know, flaxseed, chia seed are used regularly. Salmon and other fresh seafood is used throughout the entire thing. Lots of oils because oils are much easier for an unhealthy body to utilize comparatively to seeds, nuts, things like that. Um, it's a lot harder for the gut to break down when the gut's not doing well. So we use a lot of oils to help get the body that healthy fat um, and for it to be used properly. So make sure you are doing the right things. But the biggest point of today's podcast is that we want you to understand it is not nothing if your total cholesterol or triglycerides are low. It is absolutely something that you need to be paying attention to and is a clue for you to be able to take the right action on.